Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com and the host of the Scoop B radio podcast. You know, I got to check out my guy, Austin D, because he's making it happen on Austin D Radio. Thanks for the intro, Scoop. You guys are tuned in to another episode of Austin D Radio right here with your boy, Austin D. And on this episode, we'll be discussing some of the latest NBA moves around the association and how can they change the NBA landscape going into next season. With the 2020 NBA draft fast approaching, who goes number one and who was the biggest sleeper going into the draft? And with Drake's sophomore album, Take Care, officially turning nine years old, what kind of impact has Drake had on music and beyond throughout the past decade? But before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners out there because Austin D Radio is nothing without you guys. To kick it off, here's a returning guest right here on the Austin D Radio podcast. He has his own shoe cleaning service called Saucy Souls, which will clean up those dirty pair of all white forces you got on right now. And let me guess, you got dirty kicks and can't pull no chicks? That's what Saucy Souls is there for, y'all. Anyway, you guys can find him on his main Instagram page, at Gerald2Saucy. My man Gerald Williams joins me again in the studio. What's up, man? What are you doing, man? Appreciate you having me. Matter of fact, I'm seeing you. I'm still gonna see you pair of them LeBron kicks, man. I, I ain't forgot. I ain't forgot. I'm gonna see you that Eddie, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also coming back as a returning guest, you guys can catch him as a weekly co-host on the OMN Presents the One Mic Podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys get your podcasts from. You guys can find him on Instagram at the Blessed140. My dog Calvin Robbins joins me in the studio. What's up, man? Hey, matter of fact, when you gonna get me on when you gonna get me on an episode, bro? I know we talked about this. Look when you gonna get me on an episode? Say less. This Sunday, I got you. Hey, bet I'm gonna be prepared. For sure. Coming in as a first time on the podcast, not only are we cousins, but she knows her sports inside and out, and she can debate with the best of the best. Yes, even me. Anyway, you guys can find her on her Instagram at q.w3. My cousin Q Washington joins me in the studio. What's up, girl? What's up, cousin? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. I, I hope you're ready for the smoke today. We got some oh, hyenas. We got some ready. hyenas in the building. I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. All right, all right. Last but not least, this next guest is also making his first appearance on the podcast. Not only does he produce his own beats, but he gives you certified heat. For all the fellow producers out there, you guys better watch out because my man's got next and he might take your spot in the game. To hear what he's cooking up in the lab, you guys can be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel and type in the Corius Calhoun. You guys can also follow him on Instagram at the name underscore is underscore strange. The one and only Decorious Williams joins me on the podcast. What's up, fam? My boy, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. Look, I'm t- like I like I told Q, this your, I know this your first time on here. So, you no, know, me, me, uh, Gerald and Calvin, we all OGs on the podcast. So we're not going to take it easy on you. Anyways, and anyways, man, we're going to go ahead and hop into it, man. So, Gerald, it's been a long, shall I say, first day of NBA, you know, moves around the association. We got Chris Paul traded to the Phoenix Suns. We got James Harden possibly looking to join the Brooklyn Nets because he wants out of Houston. So, John, we'll go ahead and start off with you. How do you feel about these two pieces of news? One, do you see the fit? Do you do you see James Harden fitting in Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD? And how do you feel about Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns? I'm gonna start off with uh, Chris Paul, right? So okay, you got you traded Chris Paul and a dude off the bench, like nobody knowing for real, but like you gave OKC like so much future, kind of like they did with Paul George. It was a little much less, but mm. now they have more future picks. So I think OKC, they won that trade. But besides from OKC, you put Chris Paul on a team and you lost all their point guards. So they got no backup point guards, you know what I'm saying? So in terms of how they place in the playoffs or whatever, I don't even think they going like top four. You know hold what up. I'm saying? Wait, hold up. You don't think who's going top four? Phoenix. Because look, you got Golden State, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Nuggets. They got to they gotta be all them first. 
You know Hold what on, Jerry. You know, you know what's funny? I could tell you've been reading my IG stories, bro. I can no, 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 because no, no. no, because I clearly, I clearly said with the addition of Chris Paul to Phoenix, I said I would not be surprised if this team, particularly with Chris Paul, D Book, and DeAndre Ayton, I yes, said this yeah. team, this team has a legit shot to finish fifth or sixth in the West with between forty-seven and fifty wins because we all know how stacked the West actually is getting, right? Very and then you, it's, I don't know. It, it's just a whole lot of craziness going on out West. Either way, though, if they make the playoffs, I'm not gonna lie, they're not going that far. First round exit. I say, second I say, round, I say, second, I say second out. I, I say second. I, like I said, we, I say second round at most. But now, Jared, I do want to get on your case about this because you think you're slick. So James yeah. Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. It was a couple episodes ago. You basically said that the Nets would would sweep. They would breeze through the East. Now, now I will give you this I, for context. You said this is before all the James Harden. No, James Harden rumors started swirling about him going to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. But Gerald, how? But me and Mel tried to tell you. We was like, we don't care because KD and Kyrie are the two ball dominant players. And now you got now you're adding adding James Harden to the kitchen. First of all, that's too many cooks in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what changed my mind, bro. It's like if they actually if they actually go through with this trade, like James Harden, they're gonna have to do same thing they do with Chris Paul. They're probably gonna have to give up more pieces. Joe Harris. Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, they're probably going to have to give up all them boys. So if you do that, they already, like, so good on offense. That's probably going to be one of the best offensive teams in the league. But you have to also, like, be very good on defense. Like, they got to be on point if they're going to have to make that work. But, like, I just don't see it. Now, I don't see it working, bro. Now, before I go any further, um, Q, I want you to go ahead and hop in. What are your feelings on this? I Honestly, I think Phoenix, like you said, if they – Depending on the rest of the team, like depending on the rest of what they add to the roster, I honestly think that they have a good shot. I mean, you have Devin Booker, one of the best guards out there. He's averaging like what, like 26 points a game. You have Chris Paul, who's also like a coach. You know, everyone, he's a leader on the team. I honestly think he can lead the science to the right direction. He's a great pass, great, great uh, playmaker, great passer. You have DeAndre Aiden, who's a great defensive defense player so I honestly think they have a good shot I mean they're not my favorite team but I don't I'm not gonna count them out I honestly think they're they have a chance to go all the way if the rest of the pieces is a good fit James Harden I I think that whole trade could it could be like a Clippers situation with Paul George or even a situation with Russell Westbrook I mean Russell Westbrook and James Harden, they had history, thought that was going to fit, and it didn't. Like, they had a good squad, and it, they didn't do what everyone expected them to do. Same thing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You have this rookie coach, um, Steve Nash, with these three great players. Like, how how are they all going to fit? You know, how is this new coach, how is he going to lead them? If, if, we, if we sit back and we look, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna tell you why James Harden isn't, hasn't been able to win. And and somebody responded to my IG sticker on my IG oh, story. No, why he not gonna be able to win? No, 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 no. Like I, I like you said, I think we all know why. But I, he's basically the main reason. And I'm not gonna I'm 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 not gonna let Mike D'Antoni off the hook. I already told you how I feel about Mike D'Antoni. I feel like they're gonna crash on their face in Brooklyn. But I'm gonna tell you the mistake Mike D'Antoni made. You remember when he elevated James Harden to a full-time point guard in that offense? Yeah. And then you wonder why his ball usage, and you wonder, it's like, if you think about it, and you look back at those Houston Rockets games, how predictable did you, how predictable was it 
that we all knew James Harden was going to have the ball at the top of the key. And all the all five defenders on the floor were going, were going to be able to key in on him. And then not only that, but people really thought the, the duo between him and Russell Westbrook was actually going to work. Like you're talking about, we, we already talking about two dominant ball dominant point guards. And now you're talking about adding him to the ingredients with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Because like I said, I believe Kevin Durant is a seven foot point guard. I don't care what nobody says. I think James Harden, he, he'll mesh better with Kyrie than he did with Westbrook. Yeah, it's still ideally bad, but the difference between, I think the only reason James Harden and Westbrook ain't work out because Westbrook can't shoot. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So, hold up, hold up. But Cal, Calvin, I want to, I want to, I want to refute you on that because you talk, we talk about Westbrook not being able to shoot. What about Kevin Durant? We're going, we're going now, I'll be, I'll be at that point in time. James Harden was a six man coming off the bench, but we can, oh. what, what we cannot deny is the fact that they were a young trio. And now if we're looking at their if we're looking at their usage rate throughout throughout the uh throughout their seasons in the league. Just looking at Kevin Durant when he first came in the league, it was it was 20 28. His second year 28.2. His highest let, I'm just going to go ahead and skip to his highest. His highest was in 2013 14. Uh-huh. It was at 32.9. And we uh-huh. let, let's just say this also the season uh before James Harden left 2011 2012. His usage rate was 31.3. Now I I, 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 now, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not no mathematician. I'm not no genius, <laughs> but you know, just, just looking at the numbers, you, you, you could, we, you could tell if, if that didn't work out. Okay. No. And then also looking at Westbrook, my thing is me, I love history. I, I, I do. And so I look back on history. I knew, I knew the thing between him and Russell was going to work. What was it? What did it look good on paper? Of course, but we knew it wasn't going to win them a title. And my, my real question is, and this is for everybody, when are we going, when are we really going to put the blame on James Harden? Like, I, 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 re- I really think about I've that. Been, like, I've been, like, I've been holding them accountable. I'm not going to lie. But be, because, because, Gerald, this man has had Dwight Howard. This man has also had Russell yeah, Westbrook. Chris Paul. C- CP3. Okay, you can't, you can't, I'm not putting the blame just on James Harden. You're talking about Dwight Howard. Dude, you acting like he got Dwight Howard in his prime. He didn't get Dwight Howard in his prime. He didn't get Dwight. He had, he had Mello. You acting like he had Mello in his prime. He did not have Mello in his prime. Like that is the difference. Uh, no. And I, I'm the one. Q, I Q, commented. Q. No, I commented on your post when you were trying to go after James Harden. We got into it about LeBron because you were LeBron stand. And I was telling you, you're like, I was telling you, what's the difference between LeBron and James Harden? Every time LeBron has won his ring, he's had healthy players. Okay. He won in Miami. He had healthy uh, Dwight. You know, he had healthy Chris Bosh. He won in Cleveland. He had healthy Kyrie, healthy Kevin Love, and he just won it with Lakers. So it's like he had these healthy players. The time when James Harden could have won, Chris Paul was hurt. And it's like this was the only time where he had Russell Westbrook where they could have went all the way, but that just didn't work out. So I'm not going to put the blame on James Harden if you don't put the blame on LeBron James when he don't win. And you don't have healthy players. It's not right. Q, 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 Q. Let me let me let me ask you this simple question right here. James Harden and LeBron clearly have two different play styles. Last time I checked, LeBron definitely gets comparisons to Magic Johnson. You want to know why? Because his ball vision on the floor. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm tell you the, the problem. Like I said, the problem James Harden has, he wants to do it all. Like James Harden has zero rings. The way that he plays, he is like with James Harden. He is so one dimensional. Like, it, like now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about his craftiness as a scorer. I'm just talking about his play style. Like any, anybody can load up on James Harden. And we, and we saw what the Lakers did in the playoffs. They were like, look, Russ can shoot the ball, but James Harden, we're not going to let you go off because we, we already know what you can do. LeBron got to the finals. What year in his career? I mean, when he won his ring, what year? 
How many no, years no. he was in the league? No, nine, no, no. what? Nine, his ninth year. Mm. It was. Or his in- no, that was that was his, that was his ninth year. That was that was in 2012. So, so what I'm saying is like James still got time to win his first one. Yeah, but I mean, he got he. I think he could win with his style. But Calvin, he got time, he got, his time, his time's running out. Calvin, he like, is really he is 31. Fast. He is 31. 31. I love to always say this. You cannot make a tiger change his stripes. Like I remember, like I remember we had in the com in the uh, Instagram conversation in our DM chat. I was like. Look, you y'all really expect James Harden to play defense after umpteen years in the league, and now you expect right. him to change his stripes. I, look, if he goes to Brooklyn, he's not going to change his stripes. It's simple as that. I don't care. But it's it's, it's going to be a chaotic disaster. James Harden defense has improved. It has improved. Drastically. He's been getting right. a lot of steals and stuff. He, I'm not going to say he's a great defender or anything, but he getting he's better. He's improving. Yeah. He just got like – they just – if the Nets really want to be successful, they gotta come with the mess. They gotta mess like off the rip. Mm. Like they 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 can't be about no games. Like they gotta and they gotta figure out how they're gonna get that second unit to like work. They're gonna have to draft or move some pieces or something like that. Cause you ain't gonna do it all with just Kyrie James Harden and KD. You can't do that. And DeAndre Jordan getting older too. Yeah. They gotta really gotta like they gotta mess for real, like off the rip with it. Yep. I ain't hey. gonna say I ain't oh go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, what you gonna say, Calvin? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not agreeing that the James Harden trade is good because I don't think they'll mesh, but I think it'll be a better fit than him and just Russ is what I was saying. Strictly because I don't think I think I don't I don't even think Kyrie the type of point guard to facilitate. So I think James Harden would be the facilitator in that situation. And you know what's funny? We 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 talk all this. Kyrie wanted his own team all along. He 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 wanted to be paired up with KD. You know they, they talked about it at the Olympics. And you know what? This is a challenge to Kyrie. You better get it done this damn season. Because if you don't, I don't want to hear no more excuses. You, you were unhappy in Cleveland. You were unhappy in Boston. And I'm gonna tell you why he was unhappy in Boston. Because he saw the emergence of Jason Tatum. He didn't. He didn't. He, like he, I think he knew Jason Tatum was gonna be a star. I don't think he he knew it was gonna be a star that quick. Kyrie, you were unhappy in Cleveland. You were unhappy in Boston. Now, if you're unhappy in Brooklyn, I don't want to hear no more excuses. You standing on that? I, I'm I'm standing on that. Man, I you, think you, the reason why like Kyrie was unhappy, I could tell you why he was unhappy in Cleveland. He was playing off the ball. He ain't had the ball in his hands all the time. You know, you know, if you play with LeBron, LeBron gonna have that ball in his hand 24 seven. So like, if you playing with bro, if you're playing off the ball, he already not happy playing off the ball in Cleveland. He gonna be playing off the ball with James Harden and KD. Kyrie is still not gonna be happy, bro. We saw what happened in Boston. There were too many cooks in the kitchen. You got Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, uh, Jalen Brown. Like, like yeah. you had all these cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And you want and you wonder why that team was to be able to success be successful. To play devil's advocate, what if he done grew and learned from the three years he done been without LeBron, and now realize he needs to play off the ball. He don't need to be the ball dominant team leader of the team. I want, I want, I'm trying. I'm trying to find a way, simple way to say this. If, if we're seeing the way that. Because are we are we talking about Kyrie changing like mentally as a player, like like his, like his men, his mental on the court? Yeah, like if he like if he was to go back to his role, like how he played with LeBron. No, no, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you where it all changed after he won the championship, after and and maybe even before that because Ky- like in t- back in 2014 we're gonna do a little rewind back in 2014 Kyrie's about to sign a new contract. Kyrie thought he was gonna be the man in Cleveland, and guess who decided to come back home. The king, the goat, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So, so that I think, I think that's where Kyrie's going. Like, man, hold up, I still ain't got my own team yet. So that, that that's why I think he's going, he's going, he's going to try and claim that. 
But do you think and, and he's gonna, not going? He's not willing to relinquish relinquish that role. Do you think we gonna respect him as the leader, or are we gonna respect KD as the leader of the team? Neither. Neither. I honestly think whoever show up, whoever show yeah, up so the most, yeah. that's who's going to get the respect because and, right now neither one of them really has it. And Calvin, that's another that's another reason why this thing this experiment is gonna fail in Brooklyn. No leader. Every championship you've seen throughout history, they have had a definitive leader on that roster on the court. I don't care if he was the star, the star of the team, or he was a bench role player. You you needed to have a leader on a championship mm-hmm. roster. And it like that's this this is why I said this is not a championship roster in Brooklyn. Kyrie, but honestly, Kyrie verbally said that he will relinquish like his like the the leadership to KD. Not not like. Not like he said it indirectly. Like you remember, at like in one of his interviews, he said, "Uh, at the end of the game, he know he got somebody he could he could really get the ball to." He said he felt he never felt like that ever with any other player, even even though that's slightly a disrespectful to your man. But but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he he feel he feel that way about KD. So I think I think I I mean we all know who is the best player on that team. So I feel like they know that too. So they are gonna take that into consideration and focus on KD for the most part. You're right. You're right. Again, I will question on leader. I'll question on what leadership, but we, 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 we gonna, we gonna leave that there. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to some more NBA news. That's right. People, the NBA draft is coming up on November 18th. And with the mock draft coming out currently, I'm gonna go ahead and go through the, go through about the top five, you know, some of the more, more important players. You got Anthony Edwards, you got James Wiseman, you got, you got LaMelo, they got LaMelo ball going to number four and you got Obi Toppin rounding out the top five. So I'm gonna go ahead Kick it off with Calvin. What do you think of the NBA mock draft? Who goes number one overall? And who was this? What what player are, are we sleeping on going into the draft? I feel like if y'all got my boy at four, y'all sleeping on ball, man. Ball, I think I ain't gonna lie. I feel like he's been playing professional ball the most, even though it's overseas. But you see what Luca did. I feel like when you're a young player and you go and you playing against grown men at a young age, it puts you ahead of everybody off rip. So I say they they sleeping on LeBron. I think LeBron should go number one. I say LeBron, Lamelo. I'm I'm right with you, Calvin. If if it was me, if I was a GM, I, I'm 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 taking I'm taking Melo over number one overall. It, it, it's no doubt. It's no question. No matter how you look at it, no. Oh, he, he played with Chino Hills, the the whole Ball family. You know it. You know it's kind of chaotic. You know with Levar Ball. But if we really look at it in the scope of things, com- compared to what he did with Lonzo, Levar Ball has kind of calmed down on the hot takes and everything like that. But if we just look at pure basketball skill set, LaMelo Ball is the one that pops out to me. He's one of the no, – he is the generational talent in this draft. His basketball IQ is out of this world. He sees things on the floor. And like I said, one of his weaknesses is – I don't know if it's a shooting coach or just the Ball family in general, but they need to fix that jumper. Like, it's like I've seen the same thing with Lonzo, and now I'm seeing the same thing with Melo. They're both tremendous passers of the basketball, of the rock. I don't care, how, I don't care what nobody says, but he needs to fix that jumper. And what I've seen from LaMelo Ball, especially overseas, he's got to cut down on some of those turnovers. Like, I, I understand he likes to try things, but you're going to have to cut down on those turnovers because teams in the NBA are going to make you pay for that. That's what I was going to touch on. So, like, number one, I already, I already told you this. I'm going with Anthony Edwards. He's the most, like, complete player in this draft, bro. I'm being real with you. He could – he does need some work on the defensive end. Well, not, the, not like, work, but, like, his motivation to play defense, but LaMelo, he really like, he can kind of play defense. He really low key can't play defense. And his like ball, he go, he already gonna have a lot of ball usage. 
if he like goes to like a low tier team, like if he go, if he slip number three at the Hornets, something like that. So like, I think Anthony Edwards will already be out the gate contributing more if he went to the Timberwolves more than LaMelo also because of fit. So LaMelo and D'Angelo Russell together, they both like kind of play the same. They both have like a similar play style. So I think Anthony Edwards would go number one. And then my sleeper, this dude has been rising up on draft stocks. Kira Lewis Jr. from Alabama. He's one of the fastest guard, one of the fastest players in the draft. And they got him going at number 15 at the lowest. I think they might trade him up to go more. But Magic, y'all listen to me. The Orlando Magic better get Kira Lewis Jr. or any point guard. I swear to you. Now, Gerald. He do better than the last uh, Bama point guard that came out. Are you talking uh, about Colin? <laughs> anyway, anyway, Gerald, I, I I do have two sleepers going into this draft. I'm gonna go ahead and start off with my first one. Uh, he is from the SEC as well. I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. Currently, right now in the mock draft, uh, if you guys don't know, he's a I think he was, I believe he's like a six two, six three point guard. He comes out of Kentucky. He averaged about around 14 points per game, around three assists. And Gerald, I don't know if it's just me, but or if it's or if it's just the water in Kentucky. It's about something about the speedy point guards that. That uh, John Calipari and, and can, that that uh, the whole Kentucky program is is able to produce. Like you know, we look at we look at John Wall, we look at Eric Bledsoe, we look at uh, De'Aaron Fox. Really, I think uh, Kentucky's really changing the narrative. Right? They only used to produce big men coming out of their school, like the Marcus Cousins or or Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, maybe even Patrick Patterson to a lesser degree. But we we always thought of Kentucky. They just produce big men. But seeing the guards that they got coming out lately. I, 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 re- I really like what I'm seeing out of Kentucky. Also, my other sleeper going into the draft, they got him going uh, number five to the Atlanta Hawks, Patrick Williams. Now, look, I've ha- I had the blessing to actually go see Patrick Williams play live. I've been to a few of his games. Few of his games. Uh, there was one against Notre Dame. I saw him play against uh, Clemson, Miami. So I, I've, I've got to see a few home games of Patrick Williams up live in person. And let me tell you this. The dude is 6'8". He's, he was a five-star uh, prospect coming out of North Carolina. The dude knows how to ball. Like, and plus, like the, the vertical this dude has is crazy insane. And what's funny, Gerald, this man was really coming off the bench. And I, I was looking at Coach Leonard Hamilton. I'm like, yo, watch got this man starting next to Trent and uh MJ Walk. I'm like, and, and Devin Vassell, I'm like, why don't you got this man starting? And you know, it, it took me a second to realize. I stepped back, I was like, okay, Coach Hamilton. Clearly, I don't have a top five team in the, in the country. So, of course, it, there's something to your madness. There's something that you know what you're doing. So, I, I, and I was like, I wasn't going to argue on that front. But like I said, I think the thing with Patrick, the only thing with Patrick, he comes off a little too nice sometimes. Like, on the court, he comes off a little too nice, maybe a little tentative. He doesn't always look to score first. But if if somebody just lights that fire in him just, just, just a little bit, just a little bit, he's going to go off, and I think he's going to be a sleeper in the draft. Whatever team takes him, they got a bright future ahead of them. Mellow. I do like Melo. I think he has a bright future. Um, what Calvin said, you know, because he has like a lot of experience with already playing with older men, you know, that really, that already sets him aside. However, Anthony, like he's really just, you know, a complete player. Like he's a dynamic score. Like he, his scoring ability is just amazing. Like he doesn't need much room, you know, he's, and like, Right now in the NBA, everyone knows, like, if you can shoot long range, everyone wants you on their team. Like, that's just where the NBA is heading, like, long range long range shooting. And he can do that. Like, even with just a little bit of wiggle room, he's taking off. Now, he does need some help when it comes to his defense, which I think throughout time, like, 
he can get there. I honestly do believe that. So, but I honestly think he'll be a better fit for the Timberwolves mm. rather than Melo. Honestly, I feel like he'll be a better fit with um with Cat. I that's what I think. So I I'm him for number one. That's what I think. Now my sleeper, the person who I think is uh slept on throughout this draft. I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce his last name right, but uh Tyrese um Maxi Halliburton. Oh, oh, you talking about out of Iowa State? Out of Iowa State. Yep. Okay. I really like him. I think like all around. He definitely should be top three. You know, I'm not saying he should take number one, but I feel like he definitely should be talked about more. Um, like he's a great passer. He can defend. You know, he play off the ball. He he can do on great shooting. I honestly feel like he's really good, and I feel like he should be ranked a little bit more than what he is currently. Yeah, I I, I, I wasn't expecting that pick, Gerald. I'm not even gonna lie. I wasn't and expecting I, that. Actually, I low-key kind of was because next to like LaMelo, the next guard that they was going to draft was really going to be – is really going to be Tyrese Halliburton, the next point guard. Either Detroit or Atlanta was going to pick Tyrese Halliburton because Trey Young needs another point guard running under him. And the Pistons need another person to run beside Derrick Rose. And Derrick Rose the only like subpar person on Detroit besides him getting old. So they need a good guard. They was either going to get Tyrese Halliburton or, or Killian Hayes maybe. Hey, you know? hey, hey, Gerald, I'm glad you said that. Killian Hayes, and you know, you already know that's Polk County, bro. That's Polk County product, <laughs> even, even though he played overseas. That's Polk County product. We claim that, but anyway, yeah. Gerald, you already, you already know what time of the show it is. We got to take a quick break, but when we get back, boy, do I have something in store. But anyway, man, this is Austin D Radio, man. Y'all stay tuned, stay locked. We'll be right back. You ever thought about starting your own podcast? What better time than now? I mean, we are stuck in quarantine, right? While most people see it as a tall task, Buzzsprout makes starting a podcast easier than ever before. Trust me, I was scared to start my podcast too, but it has easily been the best decision I have ever made. Buzzsprout offers you the proper tools to launch a professional podcast and have your episodes listed to all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. You'll also have a professional-looking website for your podcast with features including audio players you can drop on other websites, detailed stats to see how people are listening to your show, tools to promote your episodes, and much more. Buzzsprout will be committed to helping you succeed in your podcast journey as they upload weekly blogs, videos, and resources to help you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, go to the link listed in the show notes. It lets Buzzsprout know that your boy Austin D sent you and helps support the show. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Austin D, man. You guys are tuned right back into Austin D Radio, man. That's where I'm still here with my man, Gerald Williams. I'm still here with my man, Calvin. I'm still here with my dog, DeCorius, and my cousin, Q. That's right, man. But anyway... We finna go ahead and hop right into it. So like I said right before the break, Drake's sophomore album, Take Care, that's right. Arguably his greatest project of all time, turned nine years old. That's right. With songs including Headlines, Shots For Me, all, 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 the, all the joints you guys can ever think of. Q, I'm gonna go ahead and start it off with the Drake fan herself. What did, what did the Take Care album mean for you? And you know, just Drake's overall impact on hip hop throughout the past decade. Honestly, Take Care album, like, 
that really got me into music you know being able to before Drake I feel like you have this certain type of rapper certain type of artist you know they're rapping they're just rapping straight through you know if they're a pop country artist whatever they're in their genre you listen to a Drake project Drake so much okay take care take care gave me so much you know I was in my feelings but then I got turned up you know then I felt I felt good like it's a vibe and I think Drake changed the industry with take care like at first he was he was labeled the soft guy you know he was labeled always Brooks off the grassy (laughs) (laughs) but now look at every rapper that is kind of following his footsteps you know singing the singing and rapping like your broad wave even the guy young boy nba him he even tried to sing a little bit (laughs) you know (laughs) he even tried to sing a little bit and i'm saying this style it started with drake calvin you want to make a point you're raising hand like you're a student in class Uh, (laughs) raise your point this is a podcast not a classroom uh, 808s and heartbreaks came out before take care which and that's the album that drake dedicated well not dedicated but really got his style from really he he says it he says it like it influenced his career i think that's the start of the rapping and singing you, 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 that was the start of it but it was like it wasn't carried on it's like so you saying drake took it to the next level is what right you exactly okay okay i just wanted to, i just wanted clarification <laughs> and, what, and what's funny that now that i look back at look back on this right nine years ago that, that's crazy because when i when i think about nine years ago i was still in i was still in middle school I like I literally just got to middle school. I was in sixth grade, and I remember like one of the first songs I learned off the album was YOLO. Uh, not, not YOLO. The motto. I'm too busy saying YOLO all the time. YOLO. <laughs> like the motto was like one of the songs coming off the album, and like I looked through the whole album playlist. I look over my dead body, shot for me, headlines, crew love, take care, Marvin's room, buried alive, interlude, underground kings, will be fine, make me proud, Lord knows, cameras doing it wrong, like the, the I can go on and on, and, and like you know. And, you know, I'm reading off the deluxe. If we really sit back and look at Drake, this man has four Grammys, four over 40 nominations of Grammys. We're talking about the Bill, not, not even mentioning the Billboard Awards where he broke the record. We're talking about a man that has more number one hits, more than Diddy, more than Hope. Like, like tell me, this man is, and we really think about it, well, this man really finna go six for six in terms of albums. Like, like what artist, what artist do you know is going a whole decade strong with six albums that never miss? When we when we look back at it, the re- the reason the reason I say Drake is the GOAT, this man got this man got the ultimate cosign. Like people, people weren't taking Drake seriously because you know he dropped he dropped Room for Improvement, he dropped Comeback Season, So Far Gone. And then and like I it was I think it was toward more so towards So Far Gone, where you like, oh, where it came out in 09, where you like, oh, Drake really got the official cosign from Wheezy. And then like and then we, we look we look at that, you know, we, Weezy was one of the hottest artists at the time, like the year before in 2008. Weezy just dropped the Carter three. And so that, that's why I think it's so big. And that's why I call Drake the GOAT. Am I, am I willing to push off of my sentiment where I say nothing was the same is better than take care? Because I, honestly, I flip flop on this every day. No, nothing I, was yes. The same. Yeah. I, I, take care. Take care is Drake's greatest album of all time. There I said it. Breaking news, people. Re- <laughs> tell this to your friends. Take care is better than nothing was the same. Not that's by easy. much, but slightly. You said what? No, that's easy. That's easy. Look, it's it, easy. It's, it's easily yeah. better. 
No, no, it, it, but it was hard. It was hard for me to admit that. It, it, <laughs> it was hard for me to admit that because, because, like I said, Take Care came out when I was like when I first got into middle school, and then nothing was the mm-hmm. same. Start came out in twenty third September 24, 2013, right when I started high school. So like, yeah. like every it's like oh, yeah. it's weird. Not you young. Because I, I was young. in high school. I was I was in high school when uh, Take Care came out. So <laughs> that's probably why it affect me Damn. different than than what you than how you <laughs> feel about it. Because like. When when Take Care came out, now it was great. I was in love with it. I I, I was happy, but at the same time, I was disappointed. This is why, because I wanted it to be more rapping. Because leading up to Take Care, he dropped he dropped uh so far gone. Dro- no, not even that. Thank, no. thank me later. I'm I'm so thinking of the later. songs. I'm, th- I'm yeah. thinking of, like little songs he dropped before Take Care. He dropped the uh, uh, oh oh you talking about like he dropped what? Free Spirit. He dropped Free Spirit with oh, Rick Club Rose. Club Paradise. Like, okay. Club he Paradise. Dropped, he, Club, he dropped. He dropped. Dreams, money can buy. So I'm thinking the whole album finna be the greatest shit ever, like just like that. But then I, I started hearing like weekend type songs on the, and it was kind of throwing me for a loop. <laughs> at that time, at that time, I wasn't that into R, especially newer R&B. Like if I listen to R&B, it was 70s or 80s. I was I wasn't into the new age of R&B. So I'm just listening to this. I'm like, not really feeling this. I'm I like I kind of like some of it, like cameras. I'm, I kind of like that. Even on that, he kind of rapping singing. You see me? He ain't he, he not full out singing, but like it, it kind of took me. It kind of threw me for a loop. Like it's still a great album. It's still easily his number one best album ever. I want like I want I wouldn't say it affected me that much. Now, hold up, but Calvin, Calvin, look, but but you 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 realize what you're saying and how you're. I don't think I don't think it's more so how you're saying. It's what you're saying. It, uh-huh. That's 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 really catching people like off guard. Like. Like it, it almost comes across as if you're sounding like a hater. Look, man, look, man, look, man. I'm not hating on Take Care because Take Care is no, 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 no. It's not the fact that you're hating on Take Care. It's, it's the fact that people think you're hating on Drake. Oh no, 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 Drake, Drake, Drake. I, mm, mm. <laughs> See the fact that he has to think about it <laughs> before. Before I, I'm not. I'm trying to catch myself. So I don't say nothing crazy. I'm trying. To, what's the album? If you're reading this, it's too late. I guess y'all want to call it mixtape, whatever that is. That's 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 probably my second favorite. That I feel like that album was was more influential on the culture than Take Care because I feel like that that sound is what the pop like the popular rap sound is based off of. I think that was because like if you're reading this too late, that came out in 2016 and it was already a lot of good music that was coming out, so they already expected a lot of Drake. But like it still wasn't better. It still went ahead and like Take Care though. No, 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 not at all. I yeah. think when because right before he dropped, if you're reading this, it's too late. He had just dropped um the mixtape with Future where he was rapping, and I think you said like he became turned into to something he wasn't. That was when the whole like uh ghostwriter rumors started happening, and people was trying Drake like he wasn't mm-hmm. a lyricist, like he couldn't rap. You saw, and I think that's music. when his music. That's when his music started to change and he just started snapping on all of his music and he just started dropping all of these projects with him just rapping. Because it's like what you said on Take Care, it was like, it was more singing. And yeah. I feel like on his personal projects, like his albums, he do more singing. But on his other projects, that's when he rapped because people try him like he's not a rapper. Oh, he's just a singer too. Uh, uh, hold up, hold up, Q. Q I, I'm coming to your defense on this one too. Calvin, I, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm t- tell you why Drake singing actually sells more than his rapping. Because Drake's core fan 
is it, core fans are women. I, it, it's it's just course, that simple. No uh, so, so, of course, so, I, I understand that. I understand. That's why I do not listen to him because he's not making most of his music for I. Hold up, hold up, but Calvin, let me ask you this: What artists are you listening to today? Because, because I, 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 I'm you saying you asking today, right? Yeah. All right. Some I'm a, I'm gonna name the people y'all don't know. So I say, Young Boy. Um, does Young Boy not sing on his tracks? At least a little bit. He, he how does, do he how do he sing compared to pain song. What, what I'm gonna say? What do Young Boy sing about, and what do Drake <laughs> sing about? Is it's it's, it's it's what you talking about with it too? It ain't just the singing. Drake's uh he sings about the females that he's had past relationships with, and he sings and, about what actually happens in his life. He don't sing about like make, made up stories how some trap rappers do. All right, but first that's one. That's only one rapper. I didn't get to all of the rappers I listen to. I'm only named five that I listen to. Okay, okay. G Herbo. Okay. Lil Dirt. Okay. I guess you I, if you I guess you want to say Lil Dirt the same. Um, let me think who else I listen to. Recently I've been listening to Snoop. Oh Snoop Dog. Just okay. I'm, I I'm just in the, I'm in a vibe right now. And uh Kendrick Lamar. Them the five I listen to the most. Mm. Now Q, I, I also want to defend you on this point too, because I I, I could tell he hasn't listened to Drake rap a lot. What about Ransom with Lil uh, with Lil Wayne? I'm the same yellow boy that used to play up on the grassy, can pocket twenty thousand to be anywhere they ask me. Cash like Johnny, banks like Ash, like, oh, like, bro. See, see, Calvin, you need to go back. You need to go back in your time machine. I'm telling hey, you that. Drake, you Drake was this on the the beef, the Meek Mill beef, bro. What do y'all think about this back? Did he body it or not? It, no, of course, mediocre. Uh, mediocre. <laughs> Hold up, Cal. Wait, you said what it was Meek Mill beef? Easily, easily. He's talking back about back. Back was mediocre. I feel Hold like up. I feel like the the. The the bars wasn't like ooh he went crazy. It was it's just a good song. It's not. It was appropriate for the time being. Hold up, hold up. That's not good. That's not a good song. Calvin, 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 Calvin. Is this a world tour? Your girl tour? Like like ooh that's okay. He can't be neck though. Like he did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say this too. <laughs> what this song you know made the radio? Hold on, Gerald, that, that's what Gerald. I'm saying. Like it's a good song. It's not a good this song. It's Ger a good song. Gerald, Gerald, I'm, Gerald, I'm, I'm gonna take it one step further, Gerald. What this song you actually know was actually nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great this song. All, I feel like all his diss to to Pusha T was way better than back to back. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Out of all the out of off the all the beefs Drake was in. I, I would I could honestly say that was the first one Drake actually lost. Like if like, we go if we and if we go in that order and if we yeah. go in that order if we go in that order of disses, the first diss Pusha T did was not about his son. Only the second one, and then Drake can't respond. Hold I don't on. think personally. I don't think Drake lost that. Hold I Q, mean, Q, 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 the only Q, thing Pusha T did was real. talk about his son. He didn't. Nope. First Q. of all, first of all, if y'all really know about that beef, the beef wasn't even about Drake. Pusha T, of the course. beef was about Birdman and Lil Wayne, but Pusha T didn't go for them. He didn't go for Lil Wayne. He didn't go for the actual, you know, the boss. Hey, he man. went for Drake because he felt like he could out-rap out Drake, hold which up, he does up. have more experience at rapping than Drake. So oh. for that, I don't feel like he won. Hold up, Calvin. Oh, all right. Calvin, I'm going to get to you. But the chorus, since we got the real music hip-hop head in here, the chorus, you, 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 had, you, you gave me some background on it. You, you were like, this isn't more so about about Drake and Pusha. This is more so about clips and uh Young Money in, in general. Because if we if we look back on the whole scope of things, Young Money and uh 
Young Money, they they weren't they were like I said, them and Clips, they weren't really even rocking each other before the Drake and for the Drake and uh push a beef. I feel like like she said, she felt like she uh he could push Drake around, you know, like that not I don't feel like he won. I feel like he tried, but that's why he didn't respond. Like he just it's like an uphill battle, man. This was around I wanna say 2012, 2011. Pusha T put out of this toss the whole Young Money. This is one of his biggest songs too. I want to believe it's called Exodus or something like that. Mm-hmm. This was this was a while ago. Now he went at all of them, right. and the only reason I feel like Pusha T ain't come out with a second disc after Lil Wayne came out with his disc is because this is what Lil Wayne said in his rap. If y'all saying Lil Wayne is a better rapper than him, I'm just pointing out that he is not. But this is this is my this is my this, this is my bar. If you start if you if you start out a diss saying this. Push the T and everybody that love him. His head up his. Ass, I'm about to headbutt him. <laughs> Do y'all think that's a good bar? <laughs> to start off with this song with? Yeah, that's kind of That is garbage. That's Question. not good. So I feel like Pusha T gonna go against the best rapper out of them, and I feel like Drake a better rapper than Lil Wayne. But then, then Pusha T. The thing is, he did the diss right around he dropped his album. And that's another thing. He did it for sales. Uh, and his album still did I, I it what I, he wanted to do. I won't disagree with you with that. I won't disagree with that. That's some sucker shit. But I'm just talking about <laughs> just the scale of rapping. I feel like Pusha T is better rapping. Hold on, but, but Calvin, but Calvin I'm, I'm, I'm also tell you what I'm also tell you where this beef went sideways. When 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 Drake mentioned Pusha's wife in it, that that's when I think it went sideways. And that's what we saw. That's when we saw in the story of Adidon where, where Pusha went after 40. He went after Drake. He went after the whole Young Money yeah. label. He did this yeah. man Drake, Drake, Drake's son, and the and the porn star that he had it with. That 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 that's why push. That's why I push respond the way that he did. But I yeah. do want I do want to say this on Drake's defense in the Duffy freestyle. This man said, "Don't push me when I'm in album mode. You're not even top five as far as your label talent goes. Like like you can't tell." I said, that. "Look, Drake's not Drake." I said, "I said that this song is better than Back to Back." And and then not only that, this man this man Drake sent a, sent a, uh, an invoice. To over there to good music. An invoice. Come on. <laughs> I'm a, y'all problem is y'all still think that's that's wheelchair Jimmy rapping. That's Drake. That's Drake. You know, you know, and you know why you feel like that? Why what I feel if like you're reading this late came out and now he think he gangster. He was the nice guy, you know, he was the sweet guy, but people kept trying to come after him. You like Meek Mill. Meek Mill was his friend, but Meek Mill thought Drake was soft. So well, I ain't even what it was. Meek was in this feeling about some about some female stuff. And then and then and then was like and then was like y'all can't say he better than him because he don't write his own rap. So that's all that's what it really that's all it was. He was in this feeling about what's her name? Who I feel Nikki. like was downfall his career. But, hey, hey, you know, hey, I ain't, hey, I ain't wrong to, to say that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't speak on that one because Drake Drake is the greatest of all time for me. That that that's he that's is no the doubt. greatest. I feel like it's artistry. Yeah, he number one. But when it comes to rapping, when it comes to rapping, they gon' they gon' bring that up. They always gonna bring that ghost right now. And the fact that it's a reference track, even if he did not, it just looked like he did. So like like the old heads, the old heads and them not gonna go for it. And they the ones who really decipher and determine who really number one, like in the like rapping wise. Now if we going off just pure music, I he, you can make the case. But uh, just rapping, I feel like he's not better than Jay Z. What? Hold up, but, but Calvin, I do, I do want to say this, Calvin. Like the the run that I think, and I think this is why I say Drake is the greatest. 
It's just the run that this man is on. Like this man has this man has no let up in his game. Like like the run the run that he's on right now, the way that he transitioned from acting from a Canadian star in Degrassi to how seamlessly he uh he when he went into music, the run that uh that Drake is on that because it, it, it's like nothing we never seen. It's nothing that we ever seen before. That, that that's why I think it's so special, and that's why that's why I take a keen you know kind of you know kind of side out of people that kind of hate on Drake. That 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 that, that that's just me. I'm not hating on him. Let me let me clarify this once again. You still raising your hand, Calvin? You still raising your <laughs> hand, Calvin? I got to. I got to, man. But check me out, man. He's not better than Jay Z. I don't <laughs> like the st- First off, Jay Z say the stuff he say, and he do not write. He is freestyling all them double entendres, all them metaphors, all them bars. Even in his, even in his, uh, his like radio songs, he got real, real bars, like crazy bars. I feel like Drake, Drake got more in his radio songs at least. They like more just like culture references or like like something quick for everybody to know. It ain't it ain't something that make you really think. Even in some of Jay Z songs, like Change Clothes, some of his like some of the stuff he say, you like oh, like you gotta listen to that like three four times to really realize what he's saying. Like when it comes to skill and and using it all the time and even being catchy with it, I feel like Jay Z Jay Z the master of that. But yes. even with like you're talking about Jay Z, Drake is still growing, and I think that's the thing. Like he's only what 33; he's still in his still in his prime. So it's like he still have way more music to drop if he chooses to drop. Which is like when we're talking about his influence, he's been the more most consistent. Which is where I think a lot of these new artists like Young Boy, you know, mm-hmm. Rod Wave, Lil Baby, where they drop multiple projects within a year like Drake started doing that you know he would drop an album then he'll drop a mixtape drop an album drop more projects he's been the most consistent and I feel like that is how he's kind of changed not no but before before we before we go ahead and head out Q I I do I do want to bring up another Drake lyric right this around the time where your idols become your rivals, became friends with Mike, but you got an Aeon for your survival. J- 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 I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm I'm let you sit on that, Calvin, since you want to bring up Hove so much. I'm gonna I'm I'm let you sit on that. I'm gonna let you that sit on that. That was that great of a bottle? Hold on, that was on Thank Me Now. That, that was on Drake's first album. What are you talking yeah, I mean, about? What I just said was, was that a truly great bottle? That's yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. That is a great bar. Yeah. <laughs> See, 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 people. This, this is where the hate for Drake comes. Did, did, you know, Calvin, homework, did you, bro. did you, did you have to think about that ball when you heard it? No. Wait, wait, hold up, hold, hold up. No, 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 no. What type of ball? What type of ball? If you already, if you already did it off real, you don't really gotta think about it. That's how you know that hard that should be, bro. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to think about no bar like five days later. That's what. Now, an exception I have. An exception I have is Lil Wayne, because Lil Wayne lyrics be going on top of people's head. Yeah. But if somebody else says something like that, and I got really like think about it, I'm gonna get tired of thinking about it. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes you really be. just gotta understand like what people be saying in their raps. Like, it oh. might be because I watch battle rap. That you I, are shout out I, URL. It might that might be because you know certain stuff they say you gotta really rewind that bit on YouTube. Yeah. Don DeMarco. So I know, like you, you know, oh, if you hear that Don DeMarco, DeMarco, <laughs> <laughs> that that might be why I think how I think when I be listening to songs, or and possibly because I'm low key, I don't became a hoodlum. I don't know what it was, but all I all I listen to is hush, and I really don't want to listen to 
the stuff you be talking and, about. And, and, so and it might be hate at the end of the day. And Calvin, let me let me let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this too. What out what rapper do you know dropped a mixtape and it sounded like an album? Man, man, but anyway, anyway, man, it was nice kicking it with y'all right here on the Austin D Radio Podcast. Before I head out, of course, I gotta plug in everybody that deserves plugging in right here on the on the Austin D Radio Podcast. So of course, I of course I gotta start with my man Gerald. You guys can find him on Instagram at Gerald2Saucy. Also, he has his own shoe cleaning business. Gerald, we're gonna have to partner up the promo code or something. We're gonna have to formulate something. But anyway, man, you guys can find him. He's gonna clean your soul. He's gonna make sure you look right. He's gonna make sure you get the chicks. He's gonna make sure you look clean when you step out of the house. But Gerald. Tell, tell them your mission when it comes to cleaning and saving one shoe at a time. You can't walk. I wear all my shoes, but like they get too dirty. You got to clean them. You got to take care of your shoes before it gets too late. You might as well tap in when you can, man. For real. Hey, Gerald, real quick. Do any of your shoes have creases in them? No. Okay. No. <laughs> also, not at also, all. <laughs> also, man, you guys can find them on the OM, OMN Presents the One Mic Podcast. That's right. Calvin, man. Tell them, tell them where they can find you on Instagram so they can stay up to date on new content yeah. coming mm-hmm. on the way. You can find me on Instagram, the blessed 140. You can find me on Twitter, OMN40. You know, so now we finally got a schedule. I remember last time I told you we didn't have no schedule, mm-hmm. but now we try to aim for, <laughs> we try to record seven o'clock and drop Monday. So every Monday, y'all can tune in. We on every streaming platform. We on Spotify. That's what we trying to get at. We tell them boys, give us a deal. Spotify. Uh, Apple, Apple Music, podcast. yes, sir. Sound, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us everywhere. We 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 on episode twenty nine right now. So and we just trying to keep it pushing, keep going. Man, you further ahead of me. This is episode nineteen, man. Lord Jesus, I need I need to step my game up. <laughs> I need to step my game up. But anyway, anyway, closing it out. You guys can find him on YouTube. All you got to do is type in Decorious Calhoun. Also, also Decorious, I seen we all I seen on your Instagram page. You know, you got some new camera gear. Uh, you know. You, you almost have 500 subs. I seen some of your views. They're upwards of 30,000, 60,000. The Corius, the Corius, man, I want to congratulate you on that. But, t- but uh, tell the people where they can find you on Instagram one more time. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the name underscore is underscore strange. Make sure you make sure you tap in. Man. Got a lot of stuff on the way. Also, for the Drake stand, Cuzzo, Blood, where can they find you at on Instagram? Uh, you, can, you can find me at Q period w3 that's 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 well, keep keep your head up, young queen. Keep your head up. I do want to that's 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 Peace. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Austin D here, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Austin D Radio. If you'd like to catch up on any of the previous episodes, you guys can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you guys get your podcasts from. All you have to do is type in Austin D Radio. Also, if you'd like to stay updated on topics for upcoming episodes, you guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Austin D. And remember, Austin D Radio is home of all trending NBA news.